you're you're a pretty quick thinker, and I can't do that as well at all. Oh, so. in your own way, you That's do. That's that. Cool. People like you, Robbie. So, you're hey hey, watch it. You're people like us, Cole. <laughs> Some. What do you mean, you people? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome once again to Chill Filtered, the podcast where we drink whiskey so you don't have to, but you probably should, and you probably are, and that's why we like you. This week on Chill Filtered, episode I believe 138, That's uh, we are drinking early times, bottled in bond, and that rhymed, mm-hmm. and uh, at least Robbie's part, and... <laughs> And yeah, it's the it's a very special. It came out a few years ago and has been um, getting some good attention, especially for the price. But before we get to anything like the price or the attention it's getting, uh, I wanted to talk about some business. And I believe it's been enough episodes away from the last time we mentioned Patreon.com. But I did want to mention something about <laughs> Patreon.com. In about two weeks or so, uh, we are going to be loving up on our Patreon supporters and sending out some samples. Uh, let me just tell you this. Uh, in the past, we have shipped samples. Uh, and by shipped, I mean couriered through our mail. Uh, mail that's the man. M-A-L-E. He's the mail uh, shipper ever seen. courier. He's pretty masculine man. Mm-hmm. Um, through our mail courier. And uh, and we and have I, sent know, things I, like... Cole, can I stop you for a second? Because uh-huh. I don't want to seem like we're coming Please. off sexist. Like, if... If we knew a female, no, it'd be there's fine. probably if, some feminine. If yeah. we knew a female courier that we, we could trust, we would absolutely use her. But it just so happens this man is yeah. the manliest man, and he delivers. He gets it done too, yeah. you know. So, so why anyway. why why fix what's not broken at this point? Exactly. So we don't. So, want, we're not. But trying you know, to be if he if he got hurt or something, we would take in you know a female, potentially a female courier. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yes, we've sent things such as E.H. Uh, e. Taylor Cured Oak, uh, Redbreast 21 we've sent. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, a lot of uh, uh, Smoke Wagon Uncut Unfiltered. We don't, we don't send the crap stuff. You know, we want to send you stuff that you've never had before. And uh, so keep an eye out our Patreon supporters, except for potentially our one of our favorite peeps um, who is in... Uh, Tasmania. I can't risk that yet. <laughs> to the mail courier, it's, it's is, hard to pay uh, for international afraid of shipping. the ocean. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, to- I mean, he's a little scared of water. And uh, but yeah. uh, our our Tasmanian friend and listener and Patreon supporter knows that we love him. And uh, but uh, for those out there, and I'll, I'll just list some uh, of our Patreon supporters. We got Jason Preston. We got uh, Miles Ferguson. We got Bryce Marita. We got Tim and Sarah Murray. Uh, who else we got? We got Joel Bradbury and we got t- uh, Mike Cook. And I really hope I'm not forgetting anyone. Um, I'm probably forgetting someone. But I'll just leave it at that. And if you if you are that person that I'm forgetting or those persons, um, just know that we care about you. And you got something coming your way via this male masculine courier. And... Um, so yeah, keep an eye out in the uh, in the uh, courier land for for our good friend well, the courier. Can we say this, Cole? Uh, and we, then here's yeah. yeah can please. we say yeah. if we forgot you and you're a Patreon, just send us a sh- fist shaking yeah. emoji, like you want us to get off yeah. your lawn, and we'll send you a little something extra Coats. if we forgot you. Does that work? Yeah. And then yeah, absolutely. It might. And then it um, might even be like a, you know, Cole's undergarments sprayed with some cologne. I don't know. <laughs> 
No. You never know. No. You never know. Yeah. Never but know. I do. I can tell know. you this: that if you sign up for Patreon in the next two weeks before we uh, send out our favorite uh, masculine courier, uh, then you will be added to the list of those who are getting fun samples mm. of good whiskey. Uh, so keep an eye out, people. If you're listening, just know that we are we are good for it. And, uh, you know, I do favor people that sign up uh, last minute. I, I might give them the good stuff. Potential. Potential. <laughs> so um, that's all I'm going to say. Oh, and, and our Patreon is uh, patreon.com slash chillfiltered. Or you could like search on Google Patreon chillfiltered or something like that. You'll find us. And we have tiers and those tiers are favored uh, in terms of the amount that you go as well. So you'll get goodies on our side as well. And uh, Mike Cook, you got you got some stickers headed your way soon too. So um, uh, that's, that's about um, all I got for the business. Uh, Robbie, how you, how you doing? Oh man, I'm all right. Um, gosh, not a lot going on in, in this neck of the woods. It's been kind of crazy. Uh-huh. I don't know, man. So I will say, have you ever heard of Birria Tacos? Say, how do you spell that? It's like B-I-R-R-I-A Tacos. B? You got you to look it up. B-E? B-I? I don't know. It's Birria yeah, okay, cool. So essentially what uh-huh. you do is you kind of make like a, a, a stew with a lot of chilies, onions, spices, and uh, like bone-in spare ribs and stuff like that. And nice. then like you get this nice really like oily like meat and then you dunk your tortillas in the oil and use that oil to fry, fry it as a taco. And Yo. dude, so it looks so amazing. They're really pretty tacos. You do like little gar- like little tomato, little little cilantro kind of thing on top. Nice, um, nice. Takes forever to do because you're stewing and stuff like that. Um, yeah. So mm-hmm. I made some, and it like really wasn't as flavorful as I thought it should be. So did you add enough salt? Um, I would think so. I don't know. It's just you know I. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. I realized how much salt plays into those things. You know, when you're like, this should be flavorful, but if you add like more salt than you thought you should add, sometimes it changes. But See, so you might you might have done it perfectly. Well, I have a tendency to oversalt things. So okay. I, 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 I'm, I'm the opposite. Very, I undersalt, and I like I like I like salt probably too much. Like this, mm-hmm. like so. Then for the Super Bowl, we uh, you know, I did a, yeah. I did a tri tip and some homemade French fries. Nice. And when I do my tri-tip, I'll smoke it, and then I reverse sear it with like a little bit of olive oil and some butter and usually rosemary, but I didn't have any this time, so I just did garlic. So then after I got done searing uh-huh. my tri-tip, I had these French fries, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to finish a couple French fries. Nice. Like, so I pre-fry the French fries, get them cooked to temperature, Ooh, and course. then I finish, yep. mm-hmm. like, then I'll put them in the fridge, and then I'll finish them later that day when it's time to eat and like just flash fry them real quick to crisp them up. So anyway, yeah, I had these French fries in the fridge. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna fry these fries in this butter and garlic sauce kind of a thing. Nice. And then I took them out and I salted them to what I thought was perfection. And they were like these buttery, uh-huh. garlicky, wonderful fries. And I was like, oh my nice. gosh, these are so good. So I took them into my wife and she had them. She's like, whoa, that's way too much salt. And so I've realized I do oh. over, I oversalt things. So I loved it. I thought oh. it was great. But yeah, I oversalt. So anyway, I made I spent a lot of time making these tacos, and then like 
had them again tonight and I'm like, I just got, I can't figure it out. So I, I do want like, and it's really vexing to me because if you look up these tacos, they look amazing. And I, I'll say mine look nice. really pretty too, but it's a lot of work if it's not really good. It was like, kind of like me and it was okay. You know? So if anyone yeah. listening is good at this and knows like the right way to season and has a, or has a good, hit me up, please. Please hit me up. I, I bet I, Jason I Preston or Mike Cook are like pro. At well, I can guarantee you someone's got it because, but I don't, and I need to get this because it, it it really is a pretty taco. And if it if I can get it to where it tastes phenomenal, it'll be like one of my mm-hmm. staple. Like we're having a party, I'm making these tacos kind of a thing. So yeah, been a slow huh. week, man. I want to follow him talking about is my tacos and my French fries, but yeah, I get my I get my last <laughs> I get my I get my second vaccine on Sunday, so I'm pretty excited about that. Nice, but yeah, oh dude, yeah, yeah, and then like all my staff gets theirs on Monday, so I might be by myself with all my uh-huh. kids and no staff to help me out on Tuesday. So next week might be interesting. We'll see. I don't know. So oh wow, yeah. That's about That's it for exciting, me. Exciting though. though. Yeah, about it for me. Yeah. How you doing, man? Okay, pretty good. You know, I was thinking since last week uh, we talked about me going running, mm-hmm. and today, and I think Tuesday or Monday or something like that, I went running again, and I put on instead of Kesha, I put on uh, a podcast, and I actually did run better. So you got you got a great okay. uh, great advice there. I, I did. I still didn't really enjoy it, but it went by quicker. <laughs> yeah, which uh, helped. Okay. And yeah, it's just what, yeah. what podcast you listen to, if you don't mind me asking. Uh, stuff you should know. One of my favorites. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, always good. Yeah, I I learned how to digress or that digression is very okay in a podcast because of them okay yeah then that's kind of their thing i think we take it to the yeah. nth level and i'm okay with that because no sometimes I'm, they do you really yeah yeah it was funny sometimes today. they're lost for like four minutes straight you know so i was i picked up mar from school and we're coming home and she's like dad because we're watching a uh, ready player one together right now and she's like uh-huh. into it right she's like oh we can finish ready player one tonight and i was like Actually, I got to do the podcast. She's like, oh, why do you got to do the podcast? I'm like, honey, like Cole is like the one person I have time scheduled with outside of this family every week where I just hang out and talk to <laughs> <laughs> So nice. like, like, this is kind of like my therapy with you. Or, you know, I get a chance to just hang yeah, out with everybody. Yeah. Like, and we and, get to drink too. And, you know, yeah. and, we drink, and we drink great stuff. Hopefully tonight's drink, drink it, it is drink it, it deliciously. But I have a good feeling about this one. I don't know. But anyway, what I'm trying to say is, I hope our I hope our audience like feels like they're hanging out with friends, having a drink too, because that's that's and how I, I do hope. this time. Our love of spirits lifted okay. yours. Thanks for listening to the podcast, guys. Yep. It's the shortest one we've ever yep. had. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. So, oh, I, no, I'm see, glad Amara now understands. I, I preemptively ruined the I hopes because that's what I should say. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, and then I ruined it by cutting you off. So, but oh. anyway, yeah. Uh, what else has yeah. been going on my week? Uh, good week at work. Busy. Yeah. Busy week because I've been. I have this like deadline for for kind of a project, and it's working out that deadline. Uh, and it's good. Like, I here's my thing. I don't feel like I pick things up analytically as fast as my peers or you know my peers are technically like 24 year olds 
uh, and I'm 30. But I, you know, I got into the the entry level role later in la- in my you know late 20s. Uh, but I'm competing with these graduates of college, basically, mm-hmm. and so they're you know, of course, they're picking things up a little faster than me, and that somewhat makes me insecure sometimes. But I also know what I need to like grow in, which is good, and and actually. My company and my boss and just just the department in general does a really great job in development in a way that's like, all right, if if, you know, we're not like promoting you or something, we want to tell you all the potential ways you could do better and not in a you're doing it wrong way. More like, hey, here's some really good practicals. And they're not just like you need to grow in this and leave it at that. Like, I really love that about my company. Mm is that they are very clear and very encouraging uh, in the direction of, hey, what 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 can we do to get you promoted? And what can we do to like build you up in your career? Uh, which I really appreciate. And so like, I know the things I need to grow in. And one of them is just my skills in like picking things up quicker. And nunchucks, um, bow staffs. And yeah, yeah, and bow staff skills. <laughs> and um so yeah, once I get the bow staff thing done, I think that'll kind of push me over the edge. I don't really even need to work on the analysis stuff. So, mm-hmm. uh, but no, it's uh, it's good. I enjoy my job, and uh, I really do. Like I work for a fantastic company, and um, every day I'm super grateful for that. So, but uh, my parents are coming into town in about two or three weeks. Nice. Are they? And are, I'm stoked about that. Are they going to bring any goodies from veterans? Uh, you know, I hit up my boy Justin and he hasn't hit me up back. I don't, oh. you know, I was like, Hey, you got any goodies I could like, you can send down and my parents will, you know, give you my money and he hasn't hit me up. Maybe I'll hit him up one more time. I don't want to bother him. You know, he, he's running the store now, um, himself. So, um, not alone, but he's the store manager now. So I don't know. Maybe I will. You just sh- just so I said I tried. You know, Cole, you su- should suggest while he's running the store to listen to podcasts. <laughs> well, he, um, I, I've left my card there, so maybe he does. And he put it on the wall <laughs> like so people can see it and stuff. Yeah. There you go. Okay. But, yep, that's that's my week for you. Oh, we also saw Baby again yesterday. Oh, how, yeah. I was uh, we had some how's, how's the wife doing? How's everything going? She's she's doing well. It's chugging along and uh baby looks very healthy. We saw uh we saw her on the ultrasound and she is adorable and has really nice hands. We saw her hands mm-hmm. and her feet and she switched from uh head down to head up in a matter of seconds at one point basically. <laughs> Uh, which was very impressive. Dude, isn't that uh, so quite awesome? The slippery is little so booger. Awesome mm-hmm. to be able to see that stuff and just Think Seriously. about the future, isn't it? And she's a mover. Yeah. yeah. So I'm stoked. I'm going to have the cutest, most amazing little girl ever. Well, well, I disagree. Uh, a few months. So. I, I don't know. I disagree. I mean, she's like, she's maybe gonna, we could she's top call four. for a tie. Top four for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That'll be in my mind too. Uh, she's number one. Yeah. So Until you get the next one, then she's tied for number one. In yeah. your mind, not so. my mind. I got, I got the top. Top one. So you like you like uh, the looks of uh, my children. I don't know. That sounds weird. <laughs> but um, let's see. Uh, we'll send it to break unless you want to talk about anything else. No, man. I, I didn't make um, anything else for dinners this week, I guess. So, yeah, we're good. Nice. <laughs> All right. We're sending it to break and we'll be right back and we'll talk about early times bottled and bond. 
And we're back. And we are drinking, like I mentioned, early times bottled and bond. Uh, some notes I wanted to get to before that. Uh, the only note I had was we had some great conversations on Instagram this week. People like Marco from KC. Mm-hmm. Uh, people like, uh, what's his name? Dramhound. Uh, Bro Escatoso yeah. hit us up. We're always grateful. And if you want to, if you haven't, if you're a listener, we have oodles of listeners. And if we got reached out to by all those listeners, that would be dope. That'd be a great week. Um, so if you are on Instagram uh, or you want to hit us up on our email, chillfilteredpodcast at gmail.com, just hit us up. Like, just all you have to say is, hey, my name's Steve or whatever your name is. And I really like you guys. And we'll be like, what you drinking tonight, bro? Yeah. Or sister. We love it. Or whatever. Um, broster. And uh, Cisro. Broster. <laughs> yeah. You know, whatever. Cisro. <laughs> Yeah, Destro. That's that's just a. If you're Destro, Destro, I am not talking to you. What's that? You don't know. What's that? Oh man. Well, good thing I. Is that like Deathblade? No, Destro from he's (laughs) Cobra Commander Second in Charge. Don't you watch GI Joe? Is that a Mortal Kombat? No, it's GI Joe. Yeah. Although Destro had some redeeming qualities because he was always kind of like he knew Cobra Commander was an idiot and he was always like this guy. But yeah, Destro, don't hit us up. We don't want any of that. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm getting political. I'm getting too political. I'll stop. Yeah. We accept all types. Except for Destro. Names. Except for Cobra. villains in G.I. Joe. And we don't want any Cobras. Sorry. Yeah. So early early times. Or Bowser from Mario (laughs) Brothers. So yeah, early times. This is not our first early times brand whiskey on the podcast, but it is not... Wait, did I say this is our first? Yeah, this is our first. I said, did I say not? I, I think, think I said, said not. not. <laughs> you better okay, not do it again. This is our first early times brand whiskey on the podcast, but it is not our first Brown Foreman whiskey. And when I think Brown Foreman, I think three brands off the bat. We got Jack Daniels, Woodford Reserve, and Old Forester. Those aren't the only ones, but those are definitely the big three with uh, Brown Foreman. So early times. Let's talk about this. The brand... Started up in 1860, according to some websites, at least. Uh, Some say a little earlier. Uh, So this one goes back at least 150 years. Uh, It was also apparently, early times was at one point the highest selling bourbon in the U.S. Oh, wow. Uh, I remember, oh yeah, Robbie, remember how I said the Beam family is like everywhere in Mm -hmm. the bourbon world? Yeah. Uh, well, early times actually was started by a beam Mm -hmm. and specifically Jack beam. That's Jim beams uncle. Mm. And they were actually pretty tight. Apparently he, uh, Jack was Jim's best man or or one of his groomsmen or something like that in his wedding. Uh, Jack and his son, Ed actually ran their own distillery. Uh, Jack, when he turned 21, like made his own and he called it early times. And they both actually, him and his son, both died the same year uh, within a few months of each other. Uh, And they actually, uh, and that was in 1915. And they actually had no other family to take over the distillery. Plus with prohibition starting pretty soon after, it was lucky enough to be bought out by Brown Foreman in the mid Mm twenties, basically in the height of prohibition. But uh, it was purchased Buy to be sold as medicinal whiskey. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's that's how they did it. Brown Foreman's like suckers. Um, like that's pretty bad though. But you know me and my death 
humor and suicide humor. It's always a good time. Um, yep. So, but they purchased it to be sold as medicinal whiskey uh, during Prohibition, as Brown Foreman had one of the few licenses to do so during that time. Uh, they moved the the barreled whiskey that Early Times had left over uh, from Early Times Station, which is a used to be or potentially still is, but it used to be a city in Kentucky. Early Times Station. It's apparently near Bardstown. That sounds like a children's And they brought all those program. barrels to Louisville. Yeah, it kind of does. Like uh, <laughs> Sesame Street is right station. next to Early Time Station. Yeah, Learn I can already hear the... Alphabet, uh, early t- I don't know. What rhymes with station? Uh, early Time Station. Learning geographic locations. Hey, kids, welcome to Early Time Station. We're about to take a train to... Brown headquarters. Yeah, there you go. Ding ding. See, Sorry. With with people like you. <laughs> uh oh, this could be good and, or bad. And, yeah, yeah, no, no, and uh, and people like uh, Miles Ferguson, who also hit us up this week. Um, you guys are quick with things. Like you can, like dad jokes take a level of quickness. Some people might disagree. Um, but like puns, mm-hmm. like if you're able to, to put uh, a related topic with something like that's what a good pun is, is like take a topic, take another topic and merge them into one or at least like somehow relate them. Um, you're, you're a pretty quick thinker and I can't do that as well at all. Oh, so, in your own way, you that's do cool. that people like you, Robbie, so, you're, Hey, Hey, watch it. You're people like us. Cool. <laughs> what do you mean? You people. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Where was I? Uh, uh, oh, time yeah. Station. So after, time yeah, exactly. After Prohibition, early times with its high corn ratio mash bill started taking off quite a bit. And I think the 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 thing was is like uh, they did have a high corn ratio, and I'll get to that later. But uh, some people just appreciated the mellowness of the amount of corn, the sweetness that showed up on that bourbon. So anyway, it started to take off, and it became the number one selling bourbon in America. Uh, but later on, in the terrible bourbon time called the 1980s, uh, Brown Foreman made a decision. They were going to put 20% of the early times juice in used barrels to cut costs. And early times could no longer be called a bourbon, therefore, mm. because of the rules. And I'll get to that later. Um, and to this day, early times standard, not, not what we're drinking today, but the, the, the standard bottle is technically not a bourbon. Because as we know, all bourbon has to be aged in new charred oak. Uh, but outside the U.S., they still do market it as bourbon, apparently. Um, because for some reason, they exported bottle the exported bottles outside of the U.S. They do use all 100% charred oak. Uh, but apparently, it is doing really well in Japan, for example. Huh. The early times. Even just the, the, early the time standard? standard bourbon that they sell. Okay. Mm-hmm. But apparently it's a bourbon when they sell it. Like, I don't know why. Why wouldn't you give that to the to the to the people of America? Why don't you give them what is legally bourbon and give everyone else what you don't have? Like you could legally call what you sent out to Japan potentially bourbon. Um, because because it's not in at least in Japan they don't live by those rules or those laws. But apparently, yeah, I saw two conflicting um articles one said they did that they they called it bourbon but it wasn't bourbon but then i read a more trustworthy article and they're like no they actually what does hit other countries 
is actually bourbon. And I'm like, why would they do that? Anyway, but apparently it's killing it in other countries. Okay. And um, so where was I? Oh, yeah. I haven't ever had early times, but their standard is a three-year 80-proof whiskey. Uh, apparently, also in the 1940s, according to Early Times Bottled in Bond.com, uh, they have their own website for just the release. Uh, they they bought they had a bottled and bond version of Early Times in the 40s, and that was a great thing for bourbon because before, especially before the 60s, that was a truly that was like the standard of quality bourbon was being bottled and bond. And uh, that's what we're drinking today in honor of the Bottled and Bond release. Like, I want to say 75 years ago. I, I want to say this bottle is commemorating the 75th anniversary since they put out that release originally or something along those lines. Okay. But uh, I saw conflicting reports on that. But I, all I got to say is it is in honor of the Bottled and Bond release from old times. Um, so what we're drinking today is early times Bottled and Bond. And just in case we have forgotten what bottled and bond means, uh, here are the rules. The Bottled and Bond Act requires the bourbon to be of one distilling season, one distiller, and one distillery. It needs to be aged at least four years in government-bonded warehouses, and it needs to be uh, bottled at 100 proof. And there's a few labeling requirements, but that's basically it. Uh, so, of course, in what we're drinking today has all those requirements. Uh, but check this out. So, so Brown Foreman, do you remember, Robbie, mm-hmm. the mash bill for Brown Foreman things like Woodford Reserve and Old Forester? No. <laughs> okay. I won't even let you reach around for it. Oh, that's weird. So I would have put it. But anyway, <laughs> um, so seven, normally it's 72% corn, um, 18% rye. Oh, Adam would have had a field day with that one. Oh, man. Um, yeah, and then 18% rye and then 10% malted barley. But not so in this case. Uh, we have 79% corn, which is a high corn mm-hmm. bourbon. Uh, 11% rye and the same 10% malted barley. So a lot more corn. Uh, and they say it's basically the minimum here, uh, as, like a bottle and bond whiskey is, uh, or bourbon in this case, is four years old. So they went with the minimum. They didn't age longer than that. Uh, here's the kicker for the total wine price. We have $25 for a full liter, not a, Ooh. they don't even sell seven fifties. I think they, they do. Sell so we're getting quite the deal here. I, I've seen seven fifties. So that's the thing is I have seen, I have not noticed it until the last couple of weeks. I knew not of uh bottled and bond. I think they do look closer. It looks like a seven fifty, but Does it's it? actually a liter. Okay. Yeah. So that's the thing is I was like, oh, I know we're, we might do this. So if this is good, I'm going to go pick some up because I've seen it at our, I've, I haven't l- been looking nice. for it, but I've seen it. So I'm, I might go pick some up. Yeah. No, do it. We'll, well, we'll find out today. Yes. So we'll here out. goes the uh, cork pop and it sounds more like a plastic screw cap because it is. <laughs> uh, so they don't have a cork on this Ooh, one. The th- Even dude, you can, okay. One liter. Can, I, can I stop you, buddy? Uh, Please. I can tell that cap has some quality threading to it. Quality. Oh, yeah, yeah. You got to see this stuff. <laughs> oh, man. So, I poured a little extra by accident, but it never hurts yeah. when you're drinking a $25 liter bottle. Um, the other day, uh, Junie was talking to me. And she goes, Daddy, 
a wolf could not blow our house down. I go, yeah, a wolf will never blow our house down. Oh. And he goes, yeah, it's made of plastic. So you know what? Plastic is quality. You can't, (laughs) you could not blow the top off of that bottle. That's true. It was pretty cute. Oh, that's so cute. That that girl is so funny. I was a a good friend of mine. Her name is Jessica. Hmm. She posted something uh, from her baby room, uh, like, uh, security camera thing or whatever they call it, like a baby camera mm-hmm. and it was night and it was kind of like somewhat uh like infrared or you know it was yeah. it was very dark but you could see what was going on and she like posted this photo or this video of her going into the baby's room and the baby's standing up in the in the crib and is like i just need a hug or something yeah. and, and she like listed that she wrote that in the um in the like description of the video but he like needed a hug and then she like went back, but he was like, I don't know. Uh, you're about, you, and yeah, I would never would have thought that was you're cute getting, before. Cole's getting excited. Yeah. I don't blame you, man. You got this. Is, you're at a good yeah. spot where the anticip like the anticip anticipation is killer. Anticipation, anticipation yeah. is killer, but it's also so much fun just waiting for it. So, yeah, yeah, you're at a good spot, man. It should be good. So um, you are. Heather may not be. Uh, but you a lot are. of corn. Yeah, I will say one thing. What's th- yeah? This doesn't smell cheap. Right? I don't know. I'm kind of getting a Jack Daniels-y thing from it. Okay. Not that... Yeah, that is cheap. Uh, but um, I can see this working out. It's just very corn. Very corn forward. Um, and who knows? Maybe... I don't even know Jack's uh, Nashville right now off the top of my head, but maybe it's the same. But Maybe they don't disclose it, but maybe it's the same. So so when I say it's not like... It's not, like, it, it's not super... like vodka e vapory kind of a thing like yeah that's for um, sure yeah it's, it's got some more than four years it smells like yeah and i it's got some it does have a nice corn sweetness but it's not like it's not real strong it's not a super what was the what was the proof mm. on this uh 100 proof it's bottled on so. oh yeah it's about the oi <laughs> silly me no nah, um, yeah i mean so yeah, i guess for that you know i i guess now reframing my mind to actually think about what i'm drinking yeah, it should maybe be a little stronger on the nose, but it's not, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it is. You could shove your whole nose in that glass, and it's fine. Um, yeah, corn forward, very sweet on the nose. Um, it smells better than Jack Daniels, for the record. Uh, Jack Daniels, to me, smells a little bit barfy um, sometimes, but also, like, super sweet. And a little bit of bananas, but not too much on Jack Daniels. Cool. Uh, speaking of which, we we gotta do an episode on that. Uh, did I courier you the uh, Jack Daniels yet? I don't believe the so. Rye? I don't believe yet. Okay, I'll get that to you. So, yeah, I well, I got the courier headed your way. So when he gets there, send him back. That's mine. right. Yeah. When he yeah when he gets picked up. Um. Cool. Have you taken a drink yet? Yeah. You, no, I'm about to. Okay, take your drink. I'm just gonna wait a second. Um, mm-hmm. I'll talk about the color. The it's it, it's colored like a whiskey. Um, what do you think, Cole? I want to hear what you have to say first. A really good finish. I would say altogether, it's pretty good. It is really um, good. And the proof and the, the finish is great. I gotta pull out some notes there, but like really developed finish on this. Um. Yeah, let me go for another. What do you think? So, he's sipping. I, I'm definitely going to go out and buy some of these. 
for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It does not taste cheap. It's not overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Like it's not a hubbub of what by any chance, other than it's cheap and it's really Price. good. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But it has a really good mouthfeel. Nice and mellow. It's. I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't hit more like a bottom bond. It's not a hotter bottom bond for sure. Um, but it's got some complexity to it. Not a lot, but just enough that makes you go, oh, I'll be darn. You know, like it's it's a it's a I'll be darn yeah. kind of a whiskey, I guess. Um, the corn isn't. It, it's more corn on the nose than on the palate for sure. It don't like for sure. And you said it was so it's seventy one percent corn, twenty something seventy nine. 79. 79, 11, 10. And how much rye? Because the rye, to me, I'm kind of getting a little bit of spiciness to it. Uh, The rye is 11%. Really? So not too strong at all. No, that's mm. surprising. I, I, I don't know. I'm getting a little bit of like a rye spice to it. Um, more than Yeah, like there's a, something there. Mm-hmm. And it almost has like a yeah. like a nutty, hazelnutty kind of a taste to it. Uh, like something there is like it's earthy, nut, nuttiness. Like, I mm-hmm. don't know. It's It's good. I like it. Especially for the price. Yeah. Yeah. The price is really the kicker here. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the sweetness level, I was like, is it brown sugar? No. Mm-hmm. Is it white sugar? No. Is it honey? That might be the best out of all three. Uh, there's a little bit of honeyness to it. Uh, it's very sweet, though. Um, but at the finish, it like it, it changes. It's not just like a continuation of the palette. It like actually changes a little bit. And I still can't figure out what that note is, but I'm going to actually pour more so that I can do that before I add water. Are you, are you getting any like nut, like almondy hazelnutty kind of a flavor to it? I could, I could dig that. You know, one of the thoughts that came through my mind was almost like a very minute amount of dried apricots. And okay. apricots and almonds are related. Oh. But go on. Really? Do tell. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's it. <laughs> do you know that do you know what amaretto is? Yeah. Did I talk about this already? Mm-hmm. So amaretto is basically you know how gin is basically uh vodka infused with like juniper berries yeah. and it's like a it's a um, vodka tea. You know, conifer. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Amaretto is, some people think it's like almonds that are put in amaretto and, and they may be like a little bit of cherry or mm-hmm. something like cherry extract or something like that. It's neither of those things. At least traditional uh, amaretto is infused with uh, apricot seeds. Not, not like the actual, like huh. what you bite through an apricot and get to. If you crack that seed open, mm-hmm. you get a kernel and it looks like an almond. It looks exactly like an almond, but it's usually a little bit smaller. But that actual like seed of the apricot is what infuses amaretto to get that almondy and, and almost cherry-like uh, thing. And so I was like, well, I should make my own. I love amaretto. Mm-hmm. And so I did. And I infused vodka with uh, apricot, like kernels, and it made some darn good amaretto. And I added sugar to it as yeah, well. Yeah, so you know, it's like a liqueur in that way. That's where you got the sweetness. Oh. But it was good, man. It was very good. Okay. Um, yeah. So, interesting. Yeah, if you ever want to make amaretto, anyone, do that. The more you know, the more you grow. I just grew. Do, do, do. Yeah, I grew like, okay. I was about to say like six inches or something like that. 
And of course, I didn't mean it in any weird way. These things just come out of my mouth. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. <laughs> Cole is on a roll. Uh, so the yeah, no, the nose on has a little medicinal quality to it, though. The, the more I'm sniffing it here with too. the water, I haven't done water yet. I was just, I, I we were we were riffing, man, and you were teaching me, and I just kept smelling my neat pour, but I got a little medicinal off of it. So I'm about to add water. The uh, water nose is very vaporous. Like the alcohol is strong now. Like oh, it really yeah. brought out. It the is alcohol. showing up for sure. Same kind of notes, a little bit of that uh, corn forward, uh, almost banana-y, but not maybe the tiniest bit banana-y. Dried apricots, maybe. Mm-hmm. There's something fruity there, though. Um, that honey's definitely there as well, but I'm going to go for a sip. You know, it's not bad. I, I did my sip. Ooh, the finish got a, a little more fruity for sure. I can see the apricots yeah. on the finish for sure. So like, it did bring it out. I'm getting like, yeah. I got more of an almond. So, it, it, you, and I may be wrong here. Cole says they're this, almost the same thing, but it was definitely more like almondy. Um, and then it transitioned like more almond to like a sweet, sweet or nutty, just nutty, like earthy kind okay. of. A taste. Not like the almond extract, exactly. Yeah. And then it went the finish on the water. There definitely went more like apricot, kind of a sweetness to it. Um, uh huh. Wow, and and no bitterness. This is, dude. This this yeah. This is might be getting I close to this a going well mix too. What's that? <clears throat> I can see this going well in a mixed drink as well. It's like I mean, you do like a hot yeah. toddy or something with like something warm, something for, for the winter sure. for sure. It's got some of those with a hundred proof too. That is, where else can you get a bottled and bond for? I mean, a seven fifty is hard enough to find mm-hmm. at that kind of price range. And they're giving you 33% more in this bottle. Math Did that man. in my head. Yep. Mm. Uh, I dig it. Uh, yeah. You know, it's not it's not the best whiskey I've ever had, but this is, you know, it, it rivals, remember how much we loved Old Forester 86? Yeah. For the price especially. Absolutely. This is, this rivals that. Uh, and mm-hmm. And it's got, you know, 10% more alcohol in it. I think that's pretty dope. Yeah, for sure. No, I think, um, I, I would say, uh, it definitely, this definitely has more of a niche. Like to me, at least this is more of like, like a wintry fall, rainy day kind of, kind of whiskey where like old forester, like I can easily mix, um, like old fashions in the summertime or sip it neat in the summertime because it's got that sweet bourbony sweetness to it, right? It, like Old Forester was a yeah. traditional bourbon for sure. This isn't necessarily sure. bourbony. It's just really it's warm. It's it's got the you know sweet. Is apricot a dark fruit? Yeah. Apricot's not a dark fruit, but it's like it's just got some like uh, yeah warming cozy notes to it. I think, in my opinion, yeah. Mm-hmm. But at that price, like, hey, drink it all year long if you can find it for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think I think the big notes that I get here, before I even add ice, is sugary, like like honey, apricot, and corn. Those are the big three. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's good. It's really good. It is I'm good. about to let my bus driver drop that ice. 
Yeah. I will say one or thing. drop that cube. Yeah. One thing about the water. Uh, when Go I was ahead. drinking it, the water made it a little wetter. Weird. Yeah. And the ice seems to make it a little bit colder. Weird. Um, so get a little bit more medicinal and on the nose with the uh, with the ice. Um, also, I mean, like it, it's the fruitiness to it is a little more like on the apple-y kind of a side. Um, but other than that, I mean, it is a minute change for sure. But it, uh, I think it's a little less alcoholy and vapory. Def- yeah, the vapor's kind of gone away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could see myself enjoying this next sip. We'll see. Um. Hmm. Yeah, the ice is okay. Um. Yeah. It's really. I mean, it's not. Yeah. It's not bad. It's not bad. There's nothing. There's no like bitterness or anything like that. No bitterness. No, but it's uh, everything's muted. You know. Mm-hmm. For you know, for a a you know a bonded whiskey where you know ice and neat didn't necessarily feel bonded didn't feel hot in any way to add ice and it For just sure. be kind of like played down it, yeah, i guess that's to be expected but it's not bad yeah 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 i'd say the best is neat here um i would I, neat 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 and water water was different neat was neat was good water was different mm-hmm. still good but and ice is just kind of mm-hmm. eh. so Mm-hmm. But overall, you, know, you have a uh, rating in mind. I don't yet. Do you have one? I do. Um, yeah, I do. Okay. Uh, I think this is an eight point four. Oh, okay. I enjoy it. Uh, I, you know, I don't know. I think the value here is incredible. Mm-hmm. A bonded bourbon for, I mean, if you do the math here and if we were to like really break this down, we would do what, like, uh, um, this would be less than 20 bucks for seven fifty. So this would kind of match old Forester 86, mm-hmm. but twice or not twice, 10% more of the proof uh, or of the alcohol per, or by volume, not the proof. Cause you would, 20% or 20 more proof. But anyway, uh, this is really good. There's just something about that corn and the apricot notes that I don't know if I could drink all night. Yeah. And and, and actually, uh, Bro Esquitososa hit us up this week and he's like, I was saying the same thing about uh, Woodford Reserve like recently when I mentioned last episode that Woodford uh, is great for a few sips, but not great for a long sip, like a long sipper, like mm-hmm. to to really pour, you know, a quarter of a old fashioned glass and just sip all night or sip or, for a while. Or pour one and be like, yeah, Woodford I'll just is put a little more in there, you know, that kind of a thing where you're just like, hey, yeah, just exactly, make it last a little longer, yeah. No, and that's Woodford for me. Like Woodford's great first sip, really good first sip. In fact, it rivals Buffalo Trace first sip. But if you were to keep sipping. One of those things won't last. Um, and I feel like I enjoy Early Times Bottled and Bond, and I enjoy Old Forester 86, but I think Old Forester 86 would break through the longer sip. Um, so that's why I gave it an 8.4 here, 
because I enjoy it. It's definitely eight range. It's and for the price, it is incredible for a bonded bourbon at that price. And it's got some complexity to it, which I enjoy. Um, but I I went eight point four because uh, didn't blow my mind. Somewhat in price, but 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 not in, not in palate. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, still very good. And I was between eight point four and like eight point six range. Uh, but because of the long sipping value, I brought it down to 8.4. So I don't know. What do you think? Okay. Um, golly, I'm a little conflicted now because I mm. will say this. Do what you had in mind. Okay. So this for sure. Okay. So li- I listened to last week's episode and I was like, man, Cole, uh-huh. like you really go on the side of like, is this hard to get? Is this valued? Uh, amongst yeah. the community, Sometimes kind I of overdo thing. it. Yeah, yeah. I de- and I listen to myself, and I'm like, dude, I really go on the side of value. And yeah, so then I told myself, okay, try to like put value out. But value wise, I'm with you. I'm like, this is like an eight point six, eight point five. Um, but if I just think about it purely as, is this a good whiskey? Absolutely. And I went with a straight eight. I'm like, that's kind of like the bar of like. Kind of where you were saying though, it's a you know, I could go higher, but my gut feeling was it's an eight, it's good. I don't I could, it's more of a situational one, like I said, like I could sip this more in the mm-hmm. fall or the winter. I don't see myself going for this in the in the summer, um, except yeah. for the fact that it's cheap and it is good. This is yeah. a solid. It's worth buying. It absolutely everyone. Absolutely. It is worth buying. Um. I mean, you really can't go wrong for the price point. If you're into whiskey, that's like yeah. bottom of the barrel, no pun intended. Like, that's cheap. That's a cheap whiskey for sure. Cheap. But it's good, you know? And I think, um, yeah. you know, starting to get some regard to it. So I can see it being harder to get for sure. So I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go straight eight on it. It is good, 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 good. I like it a lot. And, I, you know, yeah. my, I, uh, my dad, uh, you know, did the McCormick Platte Valley. But like one time he couldn't find it, so he bought a bottle of early time standard. He's like, "Here you go, Rob Game Day." And I was like, "Whoa, nice. this is gross. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this isn't even so, bourbon." <laughs> so my my standard, my, or like my, uh, I was I didn't have a high uh, expectations for this, but I'm I'm yeah. This is yeah. I won't say it's a hub of what status, but it's close. So yeah, it was just about. So you went with an eight? I'm going straight eight. Yeah. So okay, cool. Yeah. Good stuff. All right. Well, we got our rating. You know what that means, Robbie? Is it time? It's time. It's time for, for Whiskey it. World News. Golly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. It's time for that part of the show where we read an article and we talk about it. We didn't write the article. We're just talking about it. And uh, this kind of falls in line with the. Uh, it was a lot of articles that have been featured on the show. But it comes from a, a more reputable, a more at least a larger publication, and uh, it's kind of interesting. So anyway, this comes from uh, the New York Times. It's titled, Can a Fine nice. Whiskey Age Overnight? by Clay Risen. Uh, also, sent to me by my good friend, Michael Housen. He's a listener. Uh, quick shout out there. Thanks, Mike. Mike also was like, hey, nice. I got about seven pizzas we need to try in Portland, and I'm, I'm down for that. So see you, see you for pizza in Portland, Mike. Uh, anyway... Uh, nice. There's an old joke about business. How get 
a business that gets told a lot in Napa Valley. How do you make a small fortune in wine? Start with a large fortune. The same goes for making whiskey. Wow. Equipment, barrels, and enough space to keep them all can cost millions. Money won't recoup until years later when the spirit has matured. In the meantime, you'll have lost 20% or more of your production or to evaporation as it ages. What distillers wishfully call the angel share. Whiskey, in other words, is ready to be hacked. At least according to Stuart Aaron and Martin Janowsik, their company, Bespoken Spirits in Menlo Park, California, says it can make whiskey just a few days in just a few days using heat and pressure to force in and out of small pieces of wood that give it the spirit its characteristic flavor and color with modern material. That came out funny, too. (laughs) Janicek and Martin and Aaron with their small pieces of wood. Come on, guys. <laughs> with modern material science and data and analytics, we can change this antiquated industry, Mr. Aaron said. Bespoken, whose first bottles appeared in stores last fall, joins a crowded field. Nearly a dozen companies claim that they can speed or even buy it to pass the aging process. Many have attracted significant attention from investors. Some of these whiskeys are better than others, while several have won, won awards at spirit competitions so far, have largely dismissed them. But as whiskey sales grow by double-digit percentage each year and consumers and investors clamor for more than established distilleries can provide, companies like Bespoken may have be here to stay. The question is, where does whiskey made overnight fit into business built on tradition and prestige? For almost as long as distillers have been putting spirits in barrels to mature, people have been trying to speed up the process traditionally. Aging involves letting the rise and fall of season temperature, seasonal temperatures push the whiskey into a barrel's wood, then out again, leaching flavor and coloring along the way, a process which may last anywhere from a few years to several decades. Um, over the last decade, some distillers have taken to using barrels much smaller than the standard 53-gallon size, increasing the surface-to-volume ratio inside, and thus the rate to which whiskey cycles in and out of the wood. Bespoken technology, in some ways, the next step in this evolution, instead of full barrel, the company uses thousands of a <laughs> small pieces of wood. Well, it's even better than that, Cole. Thousands of half pinky sized wood chunks. <laughs> <laughs> it calls micro staves, which it places alongside the unaged or partially aged whiskey in a steel tank by rapidly raising and lowering the pressure and heat inside the device, which Mr. Aaron and Mr. Janicek called the activator, forces the whiskey in and out of the wood several times a day. So lots of in and out action for this whiskey wood. Um, <laughs> I'm going to stop there. Cole, do you have any thoughts? And I think I know your thoughts. but Yeah, you know, anyway. yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. I have been proven wrong. Uh, for example, Del Bach. Mm-hmm. They don't use 53-gallon barrels. They have a fantastic product. Uh, secondly, uh, Driftless Glen. They don't use 53-gallon barrels, and they have, especially their cast strength rye, was a fantastic product. Uh, but if you're going to, like, use some fancy, like, I don't know, like, like using your small wood for whatever you want, you know? <laughs> your pinky-sized um, wood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I'll believe it when I see it, but I'm not going to believe it until I see it. That's my that's my quick thought. I'm with. Yeah, what do you think? I'm with you. You know, I think. You know, we we did the uh, broken barrel a couple weeks ago, and we were just talking to him. Like, yeah, if I just looked at it on paper, I'd have been like, "All right, gimmick. All right, whatever. I'll mm-hmm. pass it up." But once we sipped, I'm like, "Okay, there's something here." 
Um, that being said, plus they didn't like speed age; they at least minimum aged it. You yeah, know? absolutely. So there's more to it there. But so that's one thing I'm looking at. I'm like, okay, I won't write it off as this isn't gonna work. I will give it a chance. I'm not expecting it to work, but at the same time, if it doesn't work, I'm not surprised, you know, kind of a thing. So uh-huh. I know. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I just thought. That, but, you know, I've been proven wrong before. Maybe it's amazing. Yeah. You know, it could be. But maybe, I don't know. I've also had plenty of, quote, speed aged whiskeys that suck. Yeah. So, so. I don't know. And and not to say someone like Delbach or or Broken Barrel or uh, Driftless Glen speed aged it. They don't. I mean, they didn't. It was just like when you use small barrels, that's different than using pressure up and down and in and out stuff that with pinky sized wood. Um, <laughs> that's just that's that's gimmicky to me. Yeah. yeah, but I'll believe it when I taste it. You know. So. Yeah, Cole will believe you when he puts your pinky sized wood in his mouth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I think I have. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I have a whiskey world news this week, but we got to go over the results from last week. But did you have one in mind? I think I just did whiskey world news, Cole. Oh, I mean, what whiskey would you choose? Oh, you know what? I'm glad you have one in mind because we haven't even talked about it, and I haven't even thought about it. Yeah. No, I was thinking about it while you were reading the article. I'm like, crap, <laughs> but I got one. So is it time so, for... Uh, uh, but why don't you... Uh, yeah, time for what we should choose. Why don't you go over the results from last week? I think it was pretty close this week. It was very close uh, by one vote. Nice. So the what was going oh, to choose wow. was what's the most romantic whiskey out there? Cole said Weller 12. I said Fighting Cock. And by one vote, Cole won. So Weller 12 nice. is more romantic than Fighting Cock. I can't imagine why. Ugh. But uh, awesome write-ins this week. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of... I did like some of the write-ins. Yeah. So uh, Northern underscore Bourbon said Penelope Rosé. Have you heard of that? Nice. Have you have you had that? Or no, that? but that's that's a good that's a good one. It no, just, he's a. I believe he's a rep or not a rep. He's he's a brand ambassador for them too. Oh. So if you're listening to Northern Bourbon, we appreciate you. But hook us we up. See through the lies. No I'm kidding. Well, no, no hook but us hit us up. up. We'll yeah. see. Cole and I will. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, we would love Cole. to rep some Penelope because we'll I've heard really good things about. We'll them. see how romantic we'll get. We'll get a heart shaped tub in Aspen oh, and we'll uh, get romantic. Sip some Penelope Rose and do a podcast in the tub, right? Like we'll see how yeah. romantic it is. Northern underscore Bourbon. Um, yeah, we we would love that. So hit us up. Yeah, if you're listening to Northern Bourbon, hit us up. Yeah, uh, and then so this is the popular choice. I'll read a couple of them. Uh, we had uh, yeah. <clears throat> uh, let's see what it is. Joel and M said boring answer for roses can't come up with something funny. Ah well. And then uh, Bryce Marita said four roses single barrel because flowers. Dramhound says four roses for the legend, which I read, and I assume next time we do a four roses product, we'll read the legend because it is pretty. We cool. We should, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but Marco and Casey kind of won the four roses thing. He says three, he did three mm-hmm. bottles of four roses, which would be a dozen roses. I'll be darned. Why yep. didn't we think of that? Well played. I went straight for sophomoric wiener humor. Uh, and he actually, uh, for his girlfriend, uh, he just bought some. Um, for not for his girlfriend, but he was like, I got her some wine and some chocolates, but I got me some for he got some small batch select. So I was like, dope, man. Way that's a go. great bottle. 
Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, I bought a bottle of Four Roses Select for my uh, good friend, uh, Chris Briner, who turned 50 this week. So Nice. It wasn't for Valentine's Congrats. Day, I, and I hope I wasn't being too romantic for his 50th birthday. Who knows? Um, C mm, Th- never know. <laughs> C. Thomas Kidd went with Screwball, which, hey, Screwball should be... <laughs> if someone could just mention what whiskey would you choose Screwball every single time, you'll be a legend. That'd be great. <laughs> uh, Bourbon Bradger went with Red Breast. I see what you're doing there, So Bourbon. I thought about this one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Think about it. Fighting cock and red breast. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah. So anyway, that was that was last week's what whiskey we just choose. Cole, what's what's our scenario this week? So this scenario, we might have done this before. I believe we actually have done this before, but I wanted to follow up on a few weeks ago. We talked about what is one of your or what is a very overrated bourbon. Okay. Uh, I I don't remember if we've done this before, but this week I just wanted to do. What is a very underrated bourbon? Meaning, of course, what is a bourbon that people should like more, but they don't mm-hmm. like more right now, at least? Um, okay. It's like saying, like, no doubt is super underrated, or like, uh, I think that's a, probably the best example. Uh, well, I think no doubt is rated just about right. Gwen Stefani is overrated, but you would disagree. So, hey. I would um, totally disagree. <laughs> um, did you have one in mind? Because I kind of know where I'm going with this. I gotta th- I, I, no, you go first because I'm still thinking. Oh, no. okay. All right. So underrated bourbon, I'm going to say, is Wild Turkey 101. Uh, okay. I I would, like, when I, you know, so getting into, starting getting into whiskey, um, excuse me, I got the, I got the whiskey burps. Uh, getting into whiskey, I, nice. you know, you kind of like, you know, especially having Cole as a friend, like I would be very lofty. Like Cole's given me Pappy. He's given me uh, Yamazaki 17. He's given me um, 18. 18. Gosh, I always do <laughs> Every that. time. Every single time. <laughs> Yamazaki, I'll be your 17 rep if you need one of those. Um, yeah. I mean, Cole's given me top, top shelf stuff. And so that's kind of where my eyes are at. And, you know, and I just think like, and then I hear like wild turkey. And I just remember like, guys in college being like yeah we're gonna go hunting you know hunting always you just you know take a shot of wild turkey then you go you go sit in the blind for a while and it to me it just seemed uh-huh. like very like just low class and i hate to say that but it was just one of those things where it's like you would just kind of like well it's a cheap whiskey here we go but Mm. When we did the Wild Turkey 101, I was like, oh my gosh, this is really good. Like, it is a really good bourbon that I think it seems like bottom shelf, but it's actually a pretty dang yeah. good bourbon. So I would say that, mm. but there's, oh man, the, like, even, like we're talking about Old Forester, like Old Forester 86. I think it's bottom mm. shelfish, but over underrated, you know, sorry, I almost said over underrated mm. for sure. So, but I'm going to stick with Wild Turkey 101. I think it is underrated, really good bourbon. There you go. What do you got, Cole? Okay. So I'm between two. Okay. The one you mentioned was the Old Forester 86, which is, you know, like a less than $20 bottle, but it's actually really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, can't go wrong. But the other one that came to my mind was Jack Daniels Rye. No, no. I've, I've used uh, Old Overhold a lot lately, so I'm not going to use that. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to go... Uh, no, I'm going to compete with you. So I'm okay. going to go that uh, Old Forester 86. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, a great bottle, 
really cheap, but people would not expect that by the way it's put on the shelf. Yeah. Um, but when we did that episode, it was great. Yeah. Great bottle. Yeah. And you can mix it. You could do anything with it. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. And for even 86 proof, excuse me, uh, 86 proof was like perfect for that one. So, yeah. yeah. I, I prefer it to the 100 proof one. Okay. Well, I think that's a good, I, yeah. I think that's a good what whiskey we choose because, like, right here we have a cheap, cheap bourbon that is pretty mm-hmm. awesome. So, yeah, I like that, man. That's yeah. a good one. So, I'm excited to see what people are saying. What's your underrated bourbon? Um, I assume we're not going to get too many write ins just because people are going to be like, I don't want to share it with you guys because I don't want people to start drinking it. But that's, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll put it out there. Love to hear what you guys are drinking that's underrated, um, especially if we're not, if we haven't drank it yet. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So. So. Next episode. Mm-hmm. I uh, I have my list up right now. All right. Uh, can I put one up? Yeah, I'm going to put one up. Okay. Um. Uh, let's see. I'm between a few. But yeah, I'm going to go. Uh, ben uh, Klepsig sent us a few samples. Uh, one of them being Remus Volstead. Uh, 14 year reserve, oh. and I'm gonna put that on the on the plate. And it's a 14 year bourbon right there. Gosh. Okay. Oh man, what are we gonna put up against that? What is worthy? You know what? Let's do. Let's just do both. Let's do, and then we'll do the very okay. old Saint Nick. Yeah, the 12 year. Yeah. Sweet. Does that work? No, I think that's a great. And and Ben Clipsig wins either way. Yeah. So. Thanks, uh, Nadtown Marketer, mm-hmm. for that. I, yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's even, okay. I'm excited. I don't know anything yeah, about either of these, so I'm super excited to. Uh, to yeah, get one of I them. feel like both of them will be a really good uh, history too. Awesome. So I like it, man. I picked a weird hair, like a ball of hair, off of me. Huh? Off of, like my shirt. Interesting. So there's that. So I hope our listeners don't have to pull a ball of hair off of their shirt today. <laughs> and you know what? I hope they can enjoy a well-priced bourbon that is yeah. really tasty this week. Yeah, I, and I hope they enjoy their underrated bourbons on their shelf right now. Mm, and I hope they write about it and tell, tell it to us, Cole. And most of all, I hope that our love of spirits lifted yours. <laughs>